0: Hello, everyone. I am Sharon Roberson Pender, President and CEO of the Capital Region Minority Supply Development Council and the operator of the U.S. Department of Commerce's Minority Business Development Agency in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the first one of its kind in the Commonwealth. As an organization, the Capital Region Minority Supply Development Council is one of 23 regional affiliates of the National Minority Supply Development Council, and our mission 50 years later it remains. We are we are we certify, connect, develop and advocate for minority business minority businesses, I'm sorry. This year, as I just mentioned, it's an incredible year for us. We're so excited because we're celebrating 50 years. It's our golden um, anniversary of advocating and connecting our corporate members with well-established, competitively viable, minority-owned firms. This month is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, AAPI. This, um, We are sitting down with some very special guests this month to celebrate and recognize their accomplishments. Today, we're Kicking off this month, in terms of our celebration, with Dr. Cindy Chow, founder and president of the Asian Chamber of Commerce, AACC, where the mission is to encourage, facilitate, and support the economic growth and sustainability of the DMV community by building bridges and serving as a resource to the community. But before we get started with this conversation, and Cindy's an old friend, and I'm just excited to talk to her, I'm going to do a couple things. I'm going to um, uh, pay um, homage to those who support us, those corporations, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about Cindy and bring her on. So thank you to our sponsors, title sponsors, Exelon. And under the excellent umbrella is BGE, an excellent company. Pepco, an excellent company. Capital One, Amkis, the um, one of our premier MBEs. Another one of our premier MBEs is SBN Company with Grayland Smith there. And then, of course, we are supported by the U.S. Department of Commerce Minority Business Center and its our grants. Cindy Chow, as I, as I shared with you, great friend. The Asian American Chamber of Commerce, an organization dedicated to improving the economic development for Asian Pacific American-owned businesses in the metropolitan D.C. area. She is dedicated in bridging the Asian Pacific community with mainstream community and foster the economic development for AAPI and minority-owned businesses. Through Dr. Chow's leadership and commitment, The organization steadily grows and becomes the valuable resource for the fastest growing Asian community and the community at large in the metropolitan D.C. area. She currently serves as the chair of the Chinese Culture Institute. She's a member of the advisory board of Montgomery County Chamber of Commerce. She was a member of the Business and Community Advisory Council of Fairfax County Public Schools, Virginia Mega Project Community Resource Board, Asian Community Service. Over the years, she has done countless things. Um, she um, is a very imp- impressive background. If you look at the, the kind of things that Cindy has done, she graduated from Georgia Institute of Technology with a PhD degree in textile engineering in 2002 and has worked as a postdoctorate researcher at North Carolina. State University. She has been named one of the top 50 influential women of Virginia by the Virginia Lawyer Media. Ladies and gentlemen, Cindy Chow. Good afternoon, doctor. How are you today? Good
1: afternoon, wonderful. Thank you, Sharon, so nice uh, meeting you and thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I remember you have always been a great partner of the Capital Region Minority Supply Development Council every year. Um, for the seven years I've been here, you have been a staunch supporter of our Top 100 Minority Business Awards, um, and have even graced us with your presence as we look to incorporate different cultures in our events because we are a multicultural organization. Um, you've reached out to us um, in the interest of um, certification for your members, and you have just uh, are a household name as relates to the chamber, when I look at your background, so if I start with the last thing I just talked about, you know, a PhD um, degree in textile engineering and um, doing some postdoctorate kind of work, can you just give us a glimpse of who Dr. Cindy is? Where are you from originally?
1: <laughs> originally I was born in China,
0: so mm-hmm. I spent
1: almost half of my life in China and half of my life in U.S. And mm-hmm. I think it has been an incredible journey, experience the two different worlds. So, so
0: how, did, did, how, how did you get to this country? You said half of your life. Um, so you were educated up into college, or how did that? Yeah,
1: I, I received my uh, master's degree and then worked several years in China. And okay. then uh, I feel I want to uh, explore the world. And uh, somehow, uh, I don't feel comfortable somehow in China. And because of the, mm-hmm. the environment, I uh, kind of, I was looking for a, a new environment to explore more. So I uh, applied the scholarship and got the scholarship from Georgia Tech. And then that led me to uh, the US and spent four years
0: uh, at Georgia Tech, got my PhD. How, how wonderful was that? So. Um Where in China did you mostly grow up?
1: So I was born uh, in the city of the Baotou. It's part of the Mongolia Inner Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still part of China, called the Inner okay. Mongolia. Yeah, it's next to Mongolia. That's another country. It's mm-hmm. the north side of the uh, China. And then I went moved to Tianjin for my uh, st- studies and uh, like a university and then a master degree, and then moved to Beijing, the capital of China. I worked there
0: for several years before Mm -hmm. I, yeah, moved to U.S. So you mentioned that you, at some point in your life, didn't feel comfortable in China. Could you, do you mind talking a little bit about what was uncomfortable for you? Uh, I
1: just, uh, I don't feel like a. Pleasant. and sometimes in China, uh, the relationship between people, right, it's not mm-hmm. that harmonious. And also it's not like uh, what we have here. Sometimes you have different opportunities. You can okay. compete in China. I think uh, if you have a family background and uh, a different type of, uh, right, like a relationship, then you are uh, different from others. So I kind of feel it's uh, not that ideal for me. I'm uh, uh, eager to just uh, explore other options and uh, see what's out there uh, in other part of the world. So
0: when you came to the US, did you have family here already? I know you said you got a scholarship.
1: Yeah, I was the first one uh, to come here and then my husband followed me after half a year. That was the first one to, You come here. So
0: how did how did you end up in the DMB? Because that was you said in it you were in Atlanta and Georgia, yes, Georgia Tech. four years,
1: four uh-huh. years. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia Tech, and then I did a short term um, postdoc research work at the North Carolina State University, mm-hmm. and then my husband uh, moved to DC area. He found a job, no, and that's I how I followed you him. It. Yes, and we really like, uh, you know this region we settled down and uh, with the three mm-hmm. kids right now three
0: three so tell, the, tell the truth it was too hot in Georgia wasn't
1: it <laughs> I didn't feel like that what <laughs> thing I feel is that people who live in the south uh, uh-huh. they're a little warmer uh, when you travel to the north you feel a little bit colder oh, oh in terms of people
0: interaction people interaction yeah.
1: yes yeah that's one thing I feel
0: but yeah, it's, everywhere it's different, different uh, culture. Yeah, so let me ask a question then. So th- I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, the DMB has a lot more um, socialization around um, co- different cultures than what you found in the South?
1: Yeah, this is, uh, I guess one of the reasons we really love this uh, region it's so international, it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. Here you just can experience so much. And uh, I feel this is a small United Nation and we had the chance to just meet people almost from anywhere in the world. So
0: you yeah. really enjoy
1: yeah, learning about so it, the different cultures.
0: So for you, did it fulfill that initial urge when you left China initially, when you wanted to explore the world um, landing here in a DC area did that that ha- helped satisfy what you were seeking, you think?
1: I do think so. Really, uh, okay. I feel I'm kind of fortunate enough to be able to have the opportunity to come here. The uh, U.S. is really opening arms to immigrants uh, yeah. from all over the world.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very, very, very good. And so um, if you, and so could you, could you share then how you, was, was the, was the um, chamber and exist, tell us a little bit about the chamber, was the chamber already in existence when you became the um, president of the chamber? How long have you been with the chamber?
1: Uh, so uh, the story is that uh, I founded, I started the chamber uh, in mm-hmm. 2009, 13 years ago. Uh, uh, ago, uh, at that time, I was uh, active in the community, and I saw there's a huge Asian population in this region—Maryland, DC, Virginia—in some mm-hmm. counties uh, in this region. Even over 20% of the population, like Fairfax County, Loudoun County, uh, one out of five uh, people are Asian. But there was no active Asian-American chamber who served as a population that mo- motivated me to start one and it works really well.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you saw a void a gap in terms of chambers specifically for Asians and you yes. created one that was here. Was it already one in existence anywhere else in the region?
1: Uh There were A different chamber, I would say there are are Chinese chamber, Korean chamber, Vietnamese chamber or Philippine chamber. There are also one or two other Asian chambers, but they're not uh, active. Uh, That's why we start one that's really working to serve to create uh, programs and events. So instead
0: of of it being an isolated in terms of um, ethnicity, you decided to blend it all together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What what would you say? What are you most proud of? You said about 13 years of of doing this. What are you most proud of?
1: Well, yeah, it has been 13 years. I feel we uh, gradually grow steadily and then uh, we're able to uh, work with so many organizations uh, in different Asian community. Uh, Beyond that, we also serve as a bridge between Asian uh, business community and uh, others like yours. We really uh, enjoy the partnership and thank you for inviting us to be a part of uh, your top 100 (laughs) awards program. We also learn a lot from uh, your leadership. So that's uh, something we uh, feel uh important we all work together and literally actually even experienced more like uh on uh, the uh bottom business journal uh that their uh <coughs> president approaches they they were actually uh working together with the hispanic chamber and the black chamber but they couldn't find the active Asian chamber who serve uh, that region. And uh, uh, what we do here is kind of just uh, what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. So we really feel this is kind of needed (laughs) for, for the different organization for government and for uh, the organization who want to work with the Asian business community
0: okay well congratulations on that i read that that's that's absolutely wonderful um what do you think is the um biggest misconception about asian businesses asian american businesses
1: uh misconception i see. say uh there there you will see a lot of the restaurant dry cleaners uh mm-hmm maybe some people will feel uh lot like the business are in that space but there are also many uh companies uh does hr or it mm-hmm. government uh teams uh that might be one of them and also uh for many asian americans uh there are different generations. Uh, There are some like a first generation, they actually uh, couldn't, they have language barrier, they rely on their um, Um, daughter or son to help them with their business. There are also many accomplished business owners, like uh, so many Indian successful entrepreneurs, they start IT companies. So it's more uh, it's very diverse. It's not all the Asians are similar or same. Mm-hmm. And also, some are uh, really wealthy, but they're also a population. I think that they uh, need lots of help uh, or underserved. Uh, so it's uh, something maybe not uh, all the people are familiar.
0: Okay. how uh, Can you tell us a little bit about some of the companies that you serve in your chamber? Because you, you mentioned that there's, and 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 certainly multi- minority-owned businesses, I can tell you African-American-owned businesses suffer some of the same things that you're talking about. People think it's monolithic as opposed to, and, and indeed in the Asian-American chamber, you have different ethnicities, different cultures. But, but share with us um, examples of some of the people that you serve in the chamber can you just tell us a little bit if you were bragging about some of your members could you tell us a little bit about them
1: yes our membership is pretty diverse Uh, we have uh, some uh, uh, i.t companies they are doing so well Mm -hmm. and they build a business they hire uh, 200 300 400 of course there are also startups they just start with one two less than 10. So we have a company at all sizes, Uh, but beyond this, I think there are also business who are in different other uh, industry, like a restaurant. I know some restaurant owner, they even couldn't speak uh, fluent English and they actually work so hard in the business. Uh, Of course we want to uh, try to help and see if they can work uh, on the business. Uh, I think a business uh, just uh, in different situations Uh, and yeah, you can really see the difference and uh, some members, they really uh, are able to uh, uh, build a very good structure and they can come on more, do more community service, get more involved, contribute, and also kind of have access to more opportunities and they're able to win big contracts like they serve in the government contracting committee, um, right. and they have great access to contracting officer and they have good name, good branding. And I know we have a, a member company who uh, just got the huge contracts, uh, but they um, most of them. I would say uh, they cannot kind of stuck in the business. Sometimes they are so busy in the business. They don't have time to come out to grow the network. To look for more opportunities to build the capacity, so we see, uh, yeah, like different uh, scenarios out there.
0: Yeah, what would you want people to to um, kind of take away relative to um, thoughts they may have about the Asian community? Um, and so, if if you have potential corporations or potential government folks, um, why should they come to the um, um, Asian American Chamber of Commerce to support your businesses?
1: Uh, Because I think uh, for each community, like uh, the community we represent, we are also part of the bigger community. But of course, everyone has their culture roots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they feel comfortable uh, working with people with a similar background. They can easily communicate. You can build the trust easily that way. So for companies who want to tap into the Asian community uh, organization like uh, ours, we can serve as an ambassador, uh, serve as a platform. We can help to uh, communicate. Like uh, uh, I had a chance to work with the uh, North and around county chamber. And uh, uh, we shared with their uh, leadership team there, they feel uh, it's sometimes harder to talk to the Asian business owner yeah. in that county. And then uh, through our connection, like our member, uh, they have friends who do business there. And then we talk to them. We share the value of being a, you know, part of the chamber. Sure. Uh, so I think uh, they sometimes listen, right, to uh, friends or people who are close to you, and then, uh, so I think that's one way we can help serve as ambassador to connecting the dots and then uh, communicate to bring people together. But eventually, they will benefit. I think from uh, being part of the community and the, the chamber. You can imagine they have a huge uh, network mm-hmm. and they can definitely help that business uh, in their county.
0: Cindy, hmm. so the, how has the um, your chamber members, um, how did they fare during the pandemic?
1: Uh, I think uh, luckily for most of our chamber members, uh, they are not impact. I think everyone got impacted, but mm-hmm. uh, since uh, many of the, they're in IT, uh, they were doing pretty okay. Uh, of course, as time goes by, we hear different feedback. They said there are more challenges, but uh, generally speaking, compared with other industry, like a restaurant, hospitality, airline, I think uh, they're the hardest hit uh, most of our chamber member, they're able to stay in business and uh, even some mm, grow their business. So uh, it has been kind of positive. I think there are lots of things people overcome to be able to uh, sustain, to stay in business. Um, and that's kind of our experience. Of course, most of business, they uh, have the trouble, like, uh, keeping employees and it's harder to hire new employees, new staff. And uh, also there's so much uncertainties. I think everyone has to learn how to cope with, how to
0: navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, have your members talked about returning to the office? Is there, was there a lot of remote working during that particular point in time?
1: Lots of remote, I think uh, still right now. It becomes tough, I think, to bring back uh, employees. Uh, We heard it from big corporations, so uh, it's tough. (laughs) I think people get used to working from home. Uh, Yes, that's what they heard.
0: One of the things, Cindy, that we talk about as an organization of minority-owned businesses that minorities tend to hire other minorities. Given the c and area, do you you think that's true for your members?
1: I think so. Uh, Lately, one of our members, we approached them for our awards program. And uh, it's a woman owned uh, company. They hire lots of the women minority uh, employees. I think uh, uh, because People who have their uh, culture roots, they have those connections, their Mm -hmm. channels, so they can tend to hire more. That's that's definitely
0: (laughs) for sure. Okay, so you said that you had IT members in your chamber, but you also have some restaurants, right? Yeah,
1: restaurant. We have a banking institute, financial advisors, and. uh, Media, uh, nonprofit profit organization, government uh, agencies,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: real I estate. Think,
0: yeah, during the pandemic time, there were other things that um, kind of happened as well that impacted our communities. Um, for for example, in the African American community, it was of course what happened with George Floyd um, during the you know the time of the pandemic during the pandemic, there was this uh, during that period of time of 2020. um, uh, And there was this um, um, it seems like there was hate crimes targeting Asian, the Asian American community um, that reach unprecedented levels. What was the conversations that you had as business owners as when we saw just the horrendous treatment of um, some Asian business owners or just Asians, period, across the country. What was the kind of internal conversations you all were having?
1: Yes, that has been on the national news and uh, internally within the chamber, we had uh, lots of conversation. And we also got approached by so many organizations and media and to uh, get our feedback I feel this is a very diverse world and people have diverse experience, uh, diverse perspective. And uh, also I think in nationwide, some places you see lots of damage, vandalization, uh, lots of Asian owned shops or restaurants got broke, you know, like vandalized, but some place it's a little bit better here in this region, we heard like a, uh, a place close to Eden Center. There are some uh, uh, stores. They're actually all together. Uh, they kind of got vandalized. Um, so there, there are definitely uh, some cases in this region. I heard in uh, Philadelphia, there are hundreds of them. So it was really, really severe. Uh, here in this region, we had a conversation with the, one of the members. Uh, they own several restaurants and uh, two of their restaurants, I think uh, got damaged and uh, it was overnight. So um, the owner shared, uh, well, because uh, if it's uh, during daytime, maybe you can associate this with the hate crime, but overnight they're they're not sure. And some of the members, they kind of uh, feel um, this is a really, really uh, like a um, um, damaging or they personally have those experience, right? The, the bias or hate uh, uh, in the workplace. And some they feel uh, they are being so well respected and... Uh, uh, many of them they're say higher level executive or they're business owner so they don't have those experience so this but is um, a kind of a diverse uh, experience
0: right and, and i just keep you know when i was looking at some of the data they were you know were saying that the center for study of hate and extremism revealed that anti asian hate crime increased by 339% last year mm-hmm. compared to the year before And particularly in big uh, areas like the uh, well, New York, of of course, and and San Francisco, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, and other cities. But sometimes that that causes um, solidarity, right? There, John Yang, who is the president and executive director of a nonprofit civil rights group, Asian American Advances, Advancing Justice (AAJC), said that as the Asian American community weather[s] pandemic-fueled racism. The data proved that other groups deal with their own form of hate forms of hate, stressing that in times like these solidarity benefits us all. We saw that in the, mm-hmm. in the George Floyd era pandemic era with African-Americans, there was um, solidarity among African-American and other groups as well that joined in um, through the demonstrations that you saw through the ledges, you know, the, the getting together and um, changing and reforming, Did, is there a sense of that happening with the Asian American community as you see it?
1: I would say so. Uh, our chamber, I think uh, um, one of the things or campaigns we were worked on is uh, we promote uh, unity and respect. Uh, that's kind of the message we convey. And during the process, I think uh, after this anti-hate incident and uh, mm-hmm. other news, we also got to uh, offer from media and from various organizations, people uh, really care and they uh, want to uh, show their support and they ask uh, what we can do. And uh, we, we feel like uh, there are just uh, so many nice people, a nice organization there who want to lend the support. Uh, We were really, really impressed. And I think uh, uh, anything happen, there will be uh, something kind of responding to that. And that's when we see people come out united. And uh, uh, we really uh, like uh, promote this message of uh, unity and uh, uh, respect. We all respect each other, support each other. All united together.
0: So that's wonderful. So it sounds like what you're saying is that um, you did see an uptick within the community, even outside of the Asian American community, of of folks who wanted to embrace
1: yes. and say yeah. that
0: you know that we we are all against this this violence and this nonsensical stuff that's happening against our communities, uh, minority people of color. And that mm-hmm. um, we we um, want to unite from that perspective. Um, yes. So so that's kind of great. Is there anything that you're doing to kind of celebrate this month? It seems like we all get a month, right? So in terms, <laughs> at least at least your month is warm weather, right? This, <laughs> you know, African American. This is a
1: nice it, month.
0: Is this is great month, Cold month. Yours has warm weather. So during this month, (laughs) are there anything that you're planning? This
1: month, uh, we have record high events lineup. up. Okay. Uh, We we actually have uh, around seven events. Tonight, uh, we're going to host a spring fashion fatty event in D.C. Oh, wow. uh, Hotel Xena, and we will showcase Asian American fashion designers.
0: Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Tell us a little bit more. Tell me, where is where is that going to be?
1: It's a hotel, Zana.
0: Okay. Uh, they're hosting okay. the event. And we have
1: Miss D- Mrs. D.C., uh, Mrs. Marilyn. They're all Asian-Americans. Oh, wonderful. Uh, they're coming to support and they will help as a model. Uh, it will be a fantastic event. Okay. Anything and- else going on this month? And there are also monthly government contracting webinars. We always invite uh, speaker from different federal agencies. Okay. Also, our signature events, uh, Juice of Asia Chamber Awards Gala, will be held on May the twenty-eighth at the Live Casino. And this year, we're we live
0: casino today with your with your award ceremony. awards ceremony. Yes, oh, okay. it
1: will be in person and we have the super 40 awards program. This is the first time we rolled out this new awards program and lots of the Asian American companies will be honored and they're at different uh, stage of their
0: business. That's wonderful. So, and that's May the 20... 20- May
1: 28th. Uh, what I will, what,
0: what uh, day Cindy. of the week is that, Cindy?
1: It's a Saturday. It is a Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Uh,
0: if you or don't do have it, a travel plan, like well, how, can, you, how can we get tickets? If we're, you know, can can people still buy tickets to it? They can still buy tickets before this uh, Friday.
1: Uh, so the website Asian-AmericanChamber.org/slash-Gala2022. That's the website
0: for the for the gala. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you see that here: asian americanchamberorg chamber.org. If you want to be there, they're going to party hard on the 28th at Maryland <laughs> live. <laughs> I'm okay. celebrating this month. Anything else going on? I mean, that's a lot going on. And I think that the fashion show and you said who, who are Asian Americans? Miss, Miss uh, uh, Mrs. DC. Mrs. DC. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. Her name is the gift. And also me, Mrs. Maryland. Uh, She's a Korean American. Korean. There's also another Miss Uh DC American Strong. Since there are different uh, beauty pageants. So three of them are, are coming to this event tonight.
0: Uh, and that's tonight. Tonight, yeah. In okay. DC. okay. Wonderful. Anything else coming up this year for you, Cindy? For the for the chamber?
1: Oh, one thing I would uh, love to mention uh last year we started the restaurant month program because the okay. restaurant they were the hardest to hit many of them have to close the door and some are able to survive so we actually uh, started the restaurant month program to promote the asian uh, american restaurants in this region and i, I think that's one thing uh, we feel uh, really uh, impressed and like uh, visit fairfax they uh, fully supported the program they even built a landing page to promote uh, the participating restaurant and this year we're we'll continuing the efforts we will do the second year restaurant month and we will highlight more uh, restaurant Asian restaurant in this region mm-hmm well you know what
0: can can you let me know i would love 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 to have that information restaurant not where i'm used to restaurant week i can't even say it but it says restaurant month Month. (laughs) and when is when is restaurant month it's
1: uh after the asian heritage month it will be in
0: june in june okay that sounds wonderful and so um will that be published on your website as well
1: uh, we will, we will, but uh, right okay. now we're com- working and on we can the go there to
0: see, yeah, we can go there to see who we can, um, patronize during, uh, mm-hmm. restaurant month.
1: Yes. Right now uh, the uh, website for restaurant month is the asian-americanchamber.org slash restaurants. Slash oh. restaurants. Okay. Restaurants. Yeah. And, uh, we're adding more participating restaurant there. Uh, okay. One more thing I'd love to share is uh, we just actually uh, formed the MOA partnership with the Department of Commerce, International Trade Administration. So okay. we will collaborate and uh, support business to export and also uh, attract investment from Asian countries. And uh, this uh, August 25th, we are doing a export investment forum together.
0: What you're doing an invest, um, Exported Investment Forum with the Department of Commerce.
1: Department of Commerce. Yes, okay. and we have an official MOA partnership. Uh, okay. We will announce that soon. So that's okay. kind of a new initiative here at the chamber.
0: All right. Um, Cindy, I want to put you on the spot because I would love to talk to you um, about how we partner together um, to take advantage of some of this infrastructure opportunity. And so okay. I'd like to see how your organization and my organization can partner together um, to go after some of that money. What do you think?
1: Oh, so look forward to working okay. together. Thank yes.
0: Right. Sorry, sorry to put you on the spot on the air, but <laughs> I thought that would be a great thing to do. <laughs> the Cindy Chow, Dr. Cindy Chow of the um, Asian American Chamber of Commerce. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. It is not only important. I mean, yeah, we did this through, you know, during AAPI month, but it's important that, you know, and, and this month has 31 days in it, but the work that you do go beyond the month. It goes beyond 31 days. It's 365 days a year. Um, I'd like to thank you on behalf of all of those Um, And we are all beneficiaries of the success of what you do for the chambers, the sacrifice you've made in terms of you saw a need and you fulfilled the need. And here we are. um, uh, What, 11 years, seven years later? Uh, uh, Yeah, 13 years. 13, (laughs) I can't add, um, 13 years later. Um, the recipients of, of your good work and as you move forward. If there's anything that we can do as an organization to support yours, please let us know. We will continue to reach out and um, and enjoy the partnership. I think there's a lot to be done and so thank you for what you do. and Thank you for taking thank the time today to be here.
1: Thank you so much and thank you for always uh, being there to support us and we really appreciate uh, the opportunity working together. And uh, when I know when we ask your help and ask you to uh, be a speaker, it's always yes. So we really appreciate your support for yeah. many years.
0: Yeah, I think you need to continue to educate us in terms of um, how we can best help. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here, and um, we um, are very excited to um, um, share with you the wisdom of Dr. Cindy Chow. Um, and, um, as we move forward, um, I'd like to, uh, as I shared with you, um, earlier, this is an exciting year for us as we celebrate our golden anniversary to learn more about our upcoming programs, visit our website at www.crmsdc.org. And if you've missed any of these hot chat podcasts, um, Fret not, you can always go to listen to or view past episodes um, at cmsdccares.com. Um, and we've had some just just incredible speakers. You don't have to take my word for it. Visit the site and you'll see. And don't forget to like us, follow us, and share this episode and um, or other episodes um, on Facebook's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube at CRMSDC is our um, um, title. And you you can subscribe to any of our platforms um, on a um, podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Um, And before I close, I'd like to extend a special thank you to our Coronavirus and Response and Relief Center and our media production team for the the behind-the-scenes support. We could not do it without them. Um, Thank you to our producers, um, Sonia, Nicole, uh, Renee, and of course, Grabo Solutions. And of course, before somebody um, tells on me, I've got to also thank our sponsors again. And for those that are just listening, let me just quickly share who they are. AARP, Alliance Science and Technology, AT&T, BAE Systems, BWI, Thurgood Marshall International Airport, the City of Baltimore, D.C. Department of Small and Local Business Development, Dominion Energy, the Ellison Group, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the Financial Realty, Realty Services, the Hilton, Horseshoe Casino, Lidos, Lock, Lockheed Martin, M&T Bank, Maryland Governor's Office of Small Minority and Women's Business Affairs, Mass Mutual, McCormick, Northrop Grumman, Parsons, Peapot, Prince George's County Office of Central Services, SAIC, Sodexo, Truist, United States Postal Service, U- U- University of Maryland, College Park, University of Maryland, Global um, Campus, Washington Gas, Metro, Zillion Technologies, and Zone. And congratulations. Um, to our partnership with University of Maryland Global Campus as we launch, um, like none other, the MBE CEO Pandemic Recovery Academy, along with our matchmaker event that's being launched this month, but our matchmaker event is being taking place in, on June the 29th. More to come, October 12th, put that on, your dockets because that's where we're celebrating our 50 years at the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. Until the next time, I'm getting the yank. I gotta go. See you next time. Bye-bye.